Today's verse is Romans 3, 5. But if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We're working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans one verse at a time. This, uh, so, um, <laughs> verses one through four in chapter three are designed to answer some rhetorical questions that Paul thinks the Jewish members of the church in Rome are asking themselves after reading chapter two. So he's he's addressing their concerns in and in, by starting chapter three. Now in verse uh, verse five, starting in verse five and going through verse eight, he's like warping the logic of those first four verses. He's like really twisting it. He's anticipating some, you know, super clever um, church members in Rome really trying to like twist what he's what he's saying to achieve like this absurd result. And Paul's just going to go ahead and anticipate those as well and tackle those head on. Um, so these questions are, ugh, these questions are, are hard. Uh, we're, we're going to, I'm going to dig into them a little bit and, and won't spend a lot of time on the questions today because we're getting the answer tomorrow. But before we do that, um, after, you know, yesterday we talked about the, uh, the distinction between, um, Psalm 51 and the church in Rome. And what we said was, you know, if you read Psalm 51, you just, I hope you heard like David is just pouring out his heart in repentance. I mean, he is absolutely, uh, I mean, he is, he feels awful for what he did. He's pouring out his heart and the church in Rome is doing the opposite. They're arguing with Paul, essentially saying, no, we don't need to repent. We are, we're the chosen people. We're good. Um, so the, the, the dichotomy there, the comparison between those two, uh, stuck with me yesterday. So I want to go back to that. And I don't know that we're going to have another chance to talk about repentance. Uh, maybe we will. Um, but I don't want to miss this because I think, you know, because a lot of the, I know a lot of the, my, my friends who are listening, we're, we're here in the South, we are in the Bible belt, uh, and we've got our like moral code all wrapped up in our faith. And, uh, and part of what I'm trying to do here is un, unravel, untangle those two. Um, and Paul was doing the same, uh, but the 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 reason I'm concerned about that is that I I think we have a problem confessing our sins to to one another. I, I think we have this because our our moralistic thing is is so you know heavy on us. Um, we're we're not we're pretending like everything's cool. We're pretending every, every everything's great, uh, and we're not repenting. So I think this might be for us. This section might be for us. So I want to make sure we're not missing the the, the need that. Um, the need to repent. And I want to, you know, sort of close by encouraging you to repent. And I'm, I'm going to do the same um, because, you know, Jesus said that we're to confess our sins to one another. Uh, so I did some research thinking about, you know, when this stuck with me yesterday, I just kept looking at, at repentance and I found um, a list of, of reasons why we should repent. And I'm just going to quickly go over those. And then I'm going to tackle this uh, verse five uh, set of questions. Um, so why should we repent? Number one, uh, it is to purify ourselves. Uh, you know, Psalm 51 says, you know, create in us a clean heart or cleanse my heart, Lord, something like that. Um, that's, that's the number one is it, it, you know, repenting purifies us and some support for that is in, uh, John's first letter, um, chapter one, verse nine, which says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful 
and just to forgive us our sins and to, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So all this unrighteousness that Paul's writing about, John says in his letter that, um, that, that you can cancel all that out by repenting. That's all. That's it. That's all you have to do. And when you do that, you're restoring your soul and you're cleansing your heart. Uh, so that's number one. Uh, number two, it keeps us humble. Uh, you know, we're 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 meant to boast in 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 Christ. We're not meant to boast in ourselves. And I think when you acknowledge that you are uh, falling short, when you acknowledge that to yourself and to your friends, you're 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 staying humble. And and that's to me a, a you know a critical part of the faith. Number three. Uh, it helps to drive the the devil away. I mean, I, I, those prayer warriors who are listening, we we spend a lot of time, um, you know, praying protection from 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 the devil. Um, and and uh, in James it says that that um, repenting will keep will will drive the devil away. So James chapter four, I'm going to read verses seven and eight. It says, "Submit yourselves therefore to God." Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So those two things are, are read together. The, um, you know, the, the way you resist the devil, the way you get him to flee from you, is, is to submit yourselves to God and draw near to him and cleanse your hands. Purify your hearts. That's, that's repenting. The, the, way you, um, the way you resist the devils to draw closer to God and the way you do that is by repenting. You're, when you're repenting, you're removing all of these barriers that, that your sin has put between you and God. So that's the, it, for those of you who want to you know, avoid the calamity of, of, of the devil in this world, uh, you got to start with repenting. That's what uh, James chapter 4 says. Um, fourth, it says, uh, I, if, you, if you don't repent, you're likely to just keep on sinning. This is sort of the way our human minds work. Um, if you if you if you refuse to admit that you have a problem, you're going to keep continue having that problem. I think that's why. I don't know. I think AA they start with uh, with admitting that you have a problem. I think that's right. Maybe I'm, maybe that's wrong. Um, but the reason you do that is because if you repent. You're naturally going to recognize that sin in yourself, and you're going to. Um, I, I think you're less likely to keep to keep doing it. So, admitting that you have a problem, admitting that you're a sinner, is is a you know just a good practice point. Um, and then fifth and final, and this is probably the most important, is that it leads to a, a full life in Jesus. Um, if you if you if we're, I'm going to turn to Luke. Chapter 13, I'm going to read verse 3. It says, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Um, that's a, I, you know, I, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into that. I, I, but I'm, I'm reading that as if you don't repent, you're going to perish. Um, on the other hand, other places in the Bible, it says that repenting leads to, leads to life and salvation. So, um, the, the big thing I want you to pull from this today is that, is that if you're not already making, um, repenting an active part of your faith life, you, you gotta start, you gotta start now. You can start today. Um, and you know, it could be a good first step to repent to, to God. And then, um, but the Bible also says that we're to, you know, confess our sins to one another. So, uh, find a, you know, a pastor, a friend, uh, someone who's not going to judge you and, 
uh, get vulnerable because um, I, I think that's a necessary thing that we're doing. Uh, so that that hit me on verse four, uh, and I thought we'd dedicate today's uh, devotional to that. But uh, we're going to deal with this question in verse five tomorrow. Verse verse six is a is a short verse, and it's the answer to verse five. But let me just say what verse five is asking, and you can just sort of ask yourself this um, as as we as we close. Um, what he's saying, it's a logic pretzel. Uh, it, it's saying that if, if Jewish wickedness makes God's justice stand out more clearly, then God should welcome that wickedness rather than be angry over it. Cause it's helping to, you know, display his, his great justice. And the answer to that is no. I mean, the, the, the God doesn't need, in other words, it's saying like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to show off my parenting skills, I need my kids to to act out so that I can show that I'm a great, you know, parent. And that's just that it's or like, you know, Solomon needed people to have dumb problems or, you know, for for him to show how wise he was. That that's just sort of ridiculous. Uh, that's the point that Paul's making is that that's a ridiculous argument, uh, and that anyone who's who's warping um, his his, his answers are, are being ridiculous. So uh, what I want to leave you with is, is the, the, challenge, um, the challenge to repent today. Um, re- repent and draw closer to, to him. Purify your soul. Uh, drive the devil away. I mean, these are all good things. Why wouldn't you do these things? Uh, so get vulnerable with God today. Um, repent. Break down some of these barriers. And then come back tomorrow and, uh, and we're going to answer this um, logic pretzel. Uh, so thanks for listening. I hope you took something from this and we'll see you tomorrow.